Hi there, I'm Ben Pierce, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast, the podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your professional skills. Each episode, we share the top tips, failures, and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hi, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Elevated You podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how important it is to manage your stakeholders. We'll be talking about how to do that and how it helps you achieve more in life. And our guest today is someone I know really well. We we work together as engineers. We co-managed a big team together many years ago, and then he took his career in a different direction, as far away from me as possible. <laughs> so please, welcome to the podcast, Ben Caird. Thank you very much, Ben. Great to be here. Um, it was with intention <laughs> that I distanced myself from you. And yet, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, so for folks that don't know you, uh, could you introduce yourself, uh, a bit about your background and what you've been up to in your career? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the kind of potted history is 25 years in, in and around software and IT, um, in technical delivery teams for all of that time. Uh, I started off doing the work, if you like, the, the technical delivery with customers face-to-face, very much enterprise and, and proactive support for a lot of that. Uh, and then really the last 15 years, I've been managing people and leading teams. Uh, right. That and that, and then at the moment, you really focus on leading support teams, don't you? That's what you've done for the last few years. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for... Yeah, for the majority of my time, I've been leading support teams really um, across three companies now. Right, brilliant. Well, we're going to be talking about managing stakeholders um, and 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 thinking about you know why we want to do that and, and how we do that. I wonder if we we start off by backing up a little bit and go, you know, well, what is a stakeholder? So maybe I can ask that to you because that's how these things work. What what is a stakeholder? Yeah, I, it, it's a good question. I think it it might mean a few different things to a few people. The, the way I think of a stakeholder really is um, almost everybody that I interact with is a stakeholder. So from a professional perspective, I've got, if I'm specific, I've got the team that work with me, uh, that report up through the high, I'm not particularly hierarchical, but the, the engineers that do the real work, uh, we've got the leaders in there and then you know, I've also got my peers. Uh, I've got my boss, his boss, uh, her boss, uh, and all of that good stuff. And then, of course, we work across. I've got peer group that, that I work with who are absolutely stakeholders. And then, of course, different different companies have different structures, but you normally partner with other parts of the business to achieve things. And, of course, there are external as well. So, when I've been customer facing, of course, very important that we look after our our customers too. And so, stakeholder, I, I guess, loosely, what you've defined that then is is somebody that you have to work with. It's somebody that that has some kind of influence on whether you might be successful or not. Yeah, I, I look at it as um, people that I partner with to achieve things. So, what's the difference between? a stakeholder and a sponsor? Because I often hear people talk about sponsor management, stakeholder management. In your mind, what's the difference between the two? In my mind, 
I will touch on hierarchy a little bit, but normally a sponsor is the person that sponsors a project, let's say, so they want that thing to succeed, so you're managing them and their expectations on the delivery of that. Um, but in a broader context outside of projects, that sponsor could be uh, the, the leader of your group or the CEO of the company, really. So maybe a budget holder or something like that okay. that need to achieve business outcomes. OK, so stakeholders, when we're thinking about them today, we're thinking about them not just as the you know the leader of a project that's that's sponsoring something and and i guess ultimately takes the credit or the failure if it goes wrong yeah. um but but actually everybody that's involved with the success whether they be your peers below you above you different organizations people that help things yeah, land yeah i think so and and if i you know I, i'm not necessarily the expert on all the things but my my learned experiences would say that uh the, the way that you achieve is actually through that that breadth of stakeholder. You know, yes, we need to manage expectations and all those things, but the way you do that is through strong relationships with people. Uh, I'm sure we'll get onto some of that, but how you work with and through others to, to, to get stuff done. So if we then start to move from understanding what stakeholders are, maybe just before we dig into the how – why? Why is it important that we effectively manage those people that we're working with? I think I think we touched on it. It's really about how we achieve things. And okay. so as an individual, uh, if I work well with others, I can achieve more. And if I'm a leader of a team, you know, there's as you, as you know, there's a reasonable chance that there's smarter people uh, in that team than me. So very, very high odds. Yeah, not not in your case, but I mean, I mean more broadly. Um, so uh, I, I I would say that you know stakeholder is quite a formal term, but actually what we're talking about is how we can we get the best from a number of humans, and and I mean that's why we do it. I think in life, both professionally and personally. That's what it's about. It's working with with others to to get to get somewhere, whatever that might mean for you. Yeah, my mind is taken for for some reason I don't know why to the movie about a boy with Hugh Grant, and I remember that was his thing. Like I am an island, you know, and the, and the whole point was that that no man is an island. And and if I if if I think about tech, whether that be support engineering, whether that be selling, whether that be working at a at a company where you run their IT. So often in tech, we have to drive the change, don't we? It's about whether it's something as small as changing a small setting that enables the performance of something to selling an entire solution to somebody. That That's about driving change. And driving change is about influencing people and, and getting people to, to take your advice and guidance and do something with it. Yeah. And I think if you build on, I think the, the technology stuff is is really important there's also the behavioural element around adoption of that technology and all that change within a within an organisation. So I think I, I probably get more involved now with the human side of that. And and the way that the language I use is I like to work, you know, work with, not do to, if that if that resonates. And, and really what I mean by that is let's get the ideas and let's get a common agreement on how we move forward rather than I've sat in a room on my own, worked out what we're going to do, and I'll come and tell you. So, yeah. so I think when, when we think about stakeholders, the people in the teams I work with are key to that, and we should consult and we should get the best brains to 
work out how we go forward and then bring people on that yeah journey bit yeah. cliched but you know and bring... if you do it together it can be a lot more impactful you can achieve a lot more what you do you, yeah you multiply is again some language i use that's how you get the multiplication really is you get a decent percentage of people moving in the same direction and you can achieve great okay so we've got this idea stakeholders are basically just the people we work with yeah. and then what why it's important to work with them is actually you're going to achieve more and multiply the impact that you have if you Absolutely. can work effectively with people. Um, now, as, as much as it pains me to say this, um, this was something you were always really good at. <laughs> right. yeah, a good bit of British humour there, you know. Uh, you know, we, we don't really like to, uh, to give our friends any credit for anything. Um, but, um, you know, you, you were always, I felt, really good at, at managing stakeholders and doing that really well. And so I wonder if you could start to sort of, open our eyes on how yeah. you do that really well how is it that you take you know you want to achieve something you know the people are so now how, how do you practically um, manage people or, or manage those stakeholders effectively so that you do achieve more well I mean I'd like to spend a, you, you look quite awkward when you said that I wonder if we could spend a bit more time here <laughs> you've, had, you've had your compliment for the decade don't milk it okay okay <laughs> I, I guess my takeaway is that Ben does actually think I'm incredible, so um, so that's good. I think, um, sort of joking aside a little bit, I think the although joke, we might segue back to to uh, use of humour actually at some point. But if I simplify it down, and then we can probably expand on the bits, right? Um, if if you think about, uh, I like a I like a little framework to hang hang your thoughts on, right? So here's here's mine. Um, how we are humans together is important. Okay. So I need to share a bit about me. I need to understand a lot about you. And that is a human connection. Okay. Um, we can talk that there's, there's loads of depth to that. But ideally, a stakeholder is somebody over time. Um, it's not normally a transactional thing. It's around how we get to know each other. Okay. The next piece up really... Um, is around the the relationship and that in my experience is always built on trust okay and so again we can drill into that if i was going to simplify trust down it's a high say do ratio so i can talk a good game but but over time do i deliver on the promise right and i think generally if you do that over time trust builds okay right and that's a two-way two-way street and so if we've got some human connection we've got some trust that means that we can achieve so the top bit of the pyramid is what how we achieve together okay and um you know that's the if you like the win win we we i think you're a big fan as well of the seven habits as i am yeah but it is about that win win or the you know so a visual for that for me is let's say somebody reports to me in in the horrible hierarchy but yeah somebody is a direct report of mine i need to achieve things for the business they need they want to further their career if i can if we think about a venn diagram if i can align the opportunity to the career growth we find the win win yeah. and so that's the kind of thing i look for in day to day really is how how can we get that overlap so that we both win okay and then obviously having a good relationship and a level of trust um you know allows that to open more doors really so frame the framework you've kind of outlined there is it starts off with with acknowledging that we're all humans and thinking about how we work together as humans. 
then you're layering on that. The second thing is being humans. Then you've layered on that trust. It's about building trust together. And then the final layer on the top of that was um, achieving success together, win- winning together. Yeah, and we can use li- different words, but a shared purpose or, yeah. you know, some clarity of what what we want, what we both want to do together, where we both see value. Okay. And it is about, you know, often stakeholders, it's about value creation, isn't it, when you when you think about it? Okay. Well, so, so maybe we can dig into each of those in three and sort of unpack and expand e- each of those. Should we start with that bottom layer about... Um, you know h- how to be human, really. How to how to manage humans. Yeah, and I think it'll, it will this will be very different for different people, and I think we all have different strengths and different ways of working. Um, I think the way so I'm probably on the introvert extrovert scale to on the extrovert side of that, right? And so for me, um, first impressions are important. I I also think about energy, so. I like to give energy. I think if you if if we were to all reflect on meetings or interactions with other humans, there's probably some that you feel energized. You don't always know why, but you come away from an interaction with energy and there's perhaps some that that maybe take some energy away. I I think that the human bit really is trying to give some energy, some positivity, um <clears throat> making good impressions, so be organized, you know, have a point sometimes those types of things. And then some of the softer things are around humour often, uh, as you started this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, but we, we we often do, if you think about interviewing someone you've just met, often you use a bit of humour to put them at ease to, to start to build that so that you can understand what they're really made of rather than the, the version of them with nerves. Yeah. So I, I think I think about that from a human point of view. And it, it's, it's um, try, you know, EQ, empathy, all you know, emotional intelligence. So these are these are lots of words and terms. There's some science to that, and then the the art is the learned experience over time. You kind of learn your craft, but just trying to understand the human and what's behind them, yeah. uh, and and yeah, I think a lot of it's listening, and then a lot of it's tuning. And if you know someone for a period of time, you could see a slight difference in their behaviour, and that might be something that you tap into and understand and yeah yeah does that make sense yeah no it does i was just thinking you know what you've described a bit there is is self-awareness and this has come up on in a number of different uh, podcast episodes Mm. and and rightly so i think because it is so important is you know are you self-aware you you were talking there about the introvert extrovert scale there's other ways to think about it and you know sort of a few models that help you do that 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 pop straight into my brain uh you know myers-briggs you know, everyone's heard of that. Quite a complicated one. Yeah. Um, Discovery Insights. I remember you and I did that together yeah. many years ago, and that's my my personal favourite one. Yeah. Um, the last episode with Vicky, uh, we were talking about DISC, uh, the DISC right. framework. Yeah. Um, there's lots of of different ones. Uh, and saboteurs is another one. There's there's lots of different ones. Um, but it's Strength like, Finder from back in the Strength day. Strength Finder from back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. There there there's there's loads of them. Um, and spending some time doing that. Yeah. But then also it's going beyond that self-awareness isn't it and going and actually i'm now aware of the other people yeah. and other, how other people might perceive me and also how i can adapt my style yeah. in order to effectively communicate and engage with this person yeah and it's huge isn't it i i <clears throat> yeah i've done most of those over, over the years and i think as you learn to learn a bit more about yourself you you can apply the same model again and get an extra learning as you reflect on it right but yeah. uh, i think yeah you, you have to know yourself you also have to know 
your, your strengths and weaknesses, right? I, I can, I'm quite assertive. I'm quite vocal, you know, quite, quite extroverted. And so sometimes you, you have to rein that back in and give people room and space. And I also think about some of the people that I work with are quite reflective. And so sometimes I'll sort of plant the seed and say, have a think on that one. We can catch up next time. Yeah. Because that, you know, there's just different wiring and you can get the, the best from people by tuning in. Interestingly, you'll be the judge. Um, <laughs> the From a strengths finder perspective, um, my number one is individualization. So I quite like to get underneath the skin of people a little bit. So everyone's different. We can bucketize and sometimes shortcuts are helpful. Yeah. Um, but when you when you're getting deeper in relationships, I think shortcuts can start to be unhelpful and we actually just need to see how people tick and why. Yeah. So that's that's really interesting. And and I guess that an assumption that we've made there for that for that bit of the conversation is that you're getting to know individuals one to one. And and now yeah. often I think in the tech world, whether that be you're in a big corporate, whether that be you're working with customers, whether you're in a big organization, actually you have to you have groups of stakeholders that are many stakeholders at the time that perhaps you can't get to know individually. Um, yeah. Have you got any thoughts on how you manage many stakeholders, groups of stakeholders? Yeah, um, I mean, I do. That's a huge area. I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll give you an example. It might be where I did it reasonably well. Um, you'd have to ask the stakeholders. <laughs> But they're not on the podcast, yeah, so um, we'll assume it was brilliant. It was, it was incredible, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, I, I, I would I would go back to um, a team or a, a pretty large group that that I led for about four years, and so they were a hundred and something when I people um, when I when I picked the group up, and they were more like four hundred um, when I transitioned. Um, if if we take those as stakeholders, so I had stakeholders in multiple countries, uh, multiple multiple time zones. So you've got cultural elements. You've you know there's all sorts going on there, and um, you know clearly I can't get around to four hundred people and know everyone individually. So the 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 there's direct and indirect stakeholder management, right? So okay. when you're a leader of large groups, the indirect bit is really important. So you have to have the right leadership people structure. I think you have to kind of model. We we talk. Um, I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about brand and you know setting and leading and setting the right example. People talk about leadership shadow, so I need to set the example, uh, but I also then need to work and partner with leaders from different areas. I need to be inquisitive about different cultures and different ways of working. Um, and and in in that case, you know there were kind of simple things you can do so i did do a monthly video um kind of fun story maybe on that is um i would do monthly video so people would hear directly from me five or six minutes um what's going on top of mind for me um each of the team leaders and the managers and the different people around the world would kind of add on to that and share things that are really specific but what it did mean was at least people saw saw my face unfortunately for them um, <laughs> and, and could understand where I was at a point in time and I think it's important often with stakeholders and just as a leader that people know where they stand with you okay um, so the, the the fun fact on that one was a, a, a 
a guy came up to me in a, a US airport, international airport, and, and introduced me to his wife and newborn. Um, <laughs> and he was a guy that I didn't, I you know, I, I knew his name, but I didn't know him by, by sight. Yeah. But I think because there was a connection, because unfortunately for him, I was in his house every month for, <laughs> for five or six minutes, there was a connection there. Yeah. So that's, a if you like, a one-to-many kind of broadcast thing. But then we would do unplugged sessions. Pre-COVID, I was travelling and I'd be in offices and we'd have unplugged sessions, yeah. sit with a cup of tea or, or coffee or you know drink of choice, depending on the location, and talk to people and just have that dialogue. And yeah. I think some of that's just about being present and listening. Yeah. Also listening to understand, yeah. and I think that's key, particularly with different languages and different sort of lived experiences. You know, what you mean by a word is different to what I mean by a word. So I need to unpack that a little bit. So I think um, stakeholder management, when you scale it, you've got to do lots of different things. You've got to be present where you can be present and do some group things. You've got to look at certain groups of people and try and have one at one time. In my current world, I do a quarterly unplug session where loads of people can come along. And then on a monthly basis, I have an hour with all the team leaders from everywhere can come along and chat. And then we do regular comms. We have information that that's shared out. So those are those are those things. And then if you like, so I run a support team today, and I need to manage sponsors across the business. Like here's what my team's doing. So it's not just about me. It's actually about my team. So I proactively meet with different groups. Maybe it's the HR business partner. Um, and then I also send out communications that show the impact of what the team has delivered in the terms that, that the stakeholder cares about, if that makes sense. So I might speak to the, the managing director of the group, find out what their top three priorities are. And then when I communicate about what we've done, I communicate aligned to those three priorities so that they okay. can see the impact. Does that make some sense? It does. I it talked does. around it a bit there. Yeah, but... no, 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 it does. And and I think it starts to, to make a next segue into the next section, really, because you talked about there's this three pyramids. You know, you've got the humans, and we thought about how we um, engage with individuals. We thought about perhaps how we communicate effectively with big groups. The, the next layer that you were talking about then is is how you ju- how you build trust, which is more than communication. Um, yeah. So so maybe we could dig into that a little bit. So so how do you build trust with stakeholders? Trust is, I think trust is so one on one. It's easier, easier. I, I think I think it's um, it's easy for us to have a conversation for me to make a commitment and then for me to go and deliver on that commitment. And and I think trust, I, I talk about the say-do ratio. Okay. Right? And so for me, that is all about, of the things I say, <laughs> how many of those things am I doing, right? And you could you can go and sit in a hospital waiting room, right? And it will say, you know, customer feedback, you said we did, right? I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, any of those yeah. and you can see it in various different settings. That's People are trying to draw the thread between... You gave us feedback. We we acknowledged. We listened. We acted, and and ideally delivered. Right, and I, I think that's in my experience that's how trust is built over time. Okay. Um, if I think about some of the examples where I've picked up new teams, I think you know initially you're the person that talks a good game, and then over time, hopefully you become the the trusted person that really helped, you know, listened and delivered. And so I think from a from a trust point of view. Individually, you can 
if you like, commit and have that clarity at an individual level and knowing the things that you're committing to and how important they are to the other individual is also, you know, I can deliver on a load of things that you don't really care about and then not deliver on the one thing you really care about. That's a, that's a problem. Um, there's, a, there's a thing around shared values, um, which is more in the human side, but that helps to build trust. And then at a, a group level, I do think it's about communication um, in terms of you said we did. So as a manager in most companies, you have some kind of employment survey. Yeah. And so you get feedback through that. I get feedback in my unplug sessions and then how I articulate what was done based on the learning, the listening or the learning is important. So that's typically how you scale it. And then if you want to be really intentional and I probably need to do this a bit better at the moment if i'm really honest is how do i articulate that to my set of leaders leaders so that they can then articulate that to their direct reports so that it's really clear we've moved from a to b based on a load of feedback from these great humans and now we're achieving you know this over here does yeah. that make some sense? It, it, it does. I really like that idea of a say-do ratio because that's really simple. It, you know, real, real real, simple. You sort of, right, this is what I said I was going to do. This is what I did. But then you started to say, but actually, that, that takes a bit of work because you've got to have listened to the person. You've got to have understood their priorities. Then from all of those things that yes. you've heard, you've then got to choose which ones you're really going to execute really well on. Yeah. And then you need to effectively communicate to them that you have done the thing that you said that you were going to do so that they are they know you've been accountable. They know you've executed yeah. on it and they, they know the result. So it's really easy to think about it. Say you do, say you do. But I've got to listen, yeah. prioritise execute and communicate effectively for that to build that trust absolutely and and i think the thing that typically gets compromised on is the communication and the closed loop right so we're all busy i don't yeah. know anyone that's got enough time right um it's finite but what we do control is our priorities right uh, and that is why you need to understand what the most important thing for people is so that, so that you focus there uh, I, I would say um i i need to communicate a little bit better at the moment um, but sometimes you got to, as long as you understand that you need to be better yeah. and you move in the right direction. And everyone's learning, everyone's growing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we had that pyramid. We had three layers, humans, then, then building trust. And then the final layer you talked about was shared success. Could yeah. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Shared success, getting stuff done. Um, that's really generally stakeholders it's about some kind of value creation isn't it really so it's how do we get stuff done with other people right i try and use plain english with some of these things um the way that it works for me anyway is it's a it's this venn diagram that i think i touched on really it's it's if if you think about it just from a, a, a managing a technical team right as the manager of that technical team i need to deliver x y and z uh, or Z, uh, depending on your audience, um, <laughs> to a, uh, you know, to the business. And so, what I what I'm also doing is I'm aware that I've got in many cases hundreds of people in my organisation who are choosing to come and work in this organisation and are trying to build a career. So often the 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 Venn diagram overlap is that they want to go on and uh, you know take the next step, that might be technical progression, they might want to change in and do a people management role. 
So I think we understand that, and then I understand what the business needs. And I've got some of my proudest examples. I won't I won't get into names, but where we've given people opportunities to take their first managerial position, and they've gone from strength to strength. Um, so I think that's the 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 value is. Uh, I needed to get a team run really well and deliver various results, and the and the win for the individual was they wanted to have an opportunity to cut their teeth on a people management role for the first time. So I think it's that shared value. Um, if you think about that at a team level, and I did sort of touch on this when I said, oh, the, I want to understand what the MD's top three things are. Again, when you're interacting with people, a really nice open question is what's top of mind? Or what are your three things? Um, I like those questions because... Um, also, what's top of mind? Sometimes people talk about their personal stuff, not just their career stuff. It's a really open question and people don't think anything of it. But the reason I say what's top of mind or what's new, you see where somebody goes first. So you can see genuinely what's top of mind. But it also allows you to tune. So from a stakeholder management point of view, right, that's what's important to you for this amount of time. Well, actually, this thing that I need to do fits really nicely with that thing you want to do. How can we partner together? So for me, that that top bit is really around how do we how do we drive value together? How do we find something that we can do together that helps you and helps me? Yeah, yeah, okay, brilliant, love it, love the Venn diagram of yeah, and it is going back to I think you alluded to this earlier the, the seven habits of highly effective people, isn't it? You're just thinking win win win. Yeah, um, but again. There's we, a lot in what I'm talking yeah, about here that it. you can relate to seven habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek to understand, <laughs> then to be understood, you know, yeah. of course. And, be and proactive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah. But, and again, a bit like, you know, your say-to-do ratio, the win-win, really easy thing to say, think win-win. But to do that, you need to have spoken to somebody, you need to have listened to them, you need to have heard what they've said, you need to have prioritised what they've said, you need to have clarity in what you want to achieve. Think about what you want to achieve to even build that Venn diagram yeah. That's actually quite a lot of work and quite a lot of complexity just to get there. And, and you know, the, the other challenge is, is that sometimes people don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is also that, you know, depending on, I've got a few scenarios in my head, I probably won't go into all of it, but sometimes you can ask somebody and they'll give you a different answer, you know, one week than the next, or, you know, maybe they've been to a, you know, a, a board meeting or something and there's been a directional change or whatever it might be so it's not just once and done with any of this i think with humans generally it's um being keen to sort of understand and and knowing that there's lots of variables and moving parts right yeah so it's that that's with stakeholders it's important to regularly check in and to manage over time right that the expectations on both sides. Yeah. I use the term. It's not. It's not overly uh, exciting, but like clear contracting, and I don't mean anything written down legally. I just mean if I do this, is that good for you? And you can do this. Are we good? Yeah. Brilliant. We can carry on. Yeah. 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 Well, can, can you believe it? Uh, I think. I think we've raced through the time. Um, I always just like to summarise, really. So f- from this the conversation we've been having, what would be the, the key takeaways from your perspective? I'm going to go back to the pyramid. Yeah. Um, I like three things. Um, I, I think for me, it is a pyramid for a reason. So the foundation is the human piece. Okay. So I, I think it's really important to understand each other and to take the time to do that. Uh, I do think that 
the say do you know i think the relationship piece is is really important i think oftentimes that's done reactively and so where we can we should try and foster some of those relationships proactively it's good just to catch up and understand about people's life their business their what they're doing day to day and then that can can lead to much stronger relationships when you do need to partner together to achieve things and then it is about that shared value i think we can can use really complicated words but how can we work together to do something we both want yeah 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 love it yeah really re- such a fascinating topic um yeah for me key key takeaways I, you know i love the simplicity i like having a, a framework to hang my thoughts on L- love that say do you know the say do the win-win you know those little things you know people humans say do think win win you know really easy to say and are a great springboard into actually some of the complicated things that you need to do underneath that but they get you thinking about the right things just by by saying those simple things so really love that um what about uh, people have you know might have even liked what you said today let's imagine uh, where where could people find you on the internet if they want to get in touch yeah i'm i'm on linkedin yeah, uh, so I would say that's the best bet. I'm I'm toying with the idea of of sharing a few things uh, on other platforms, so stay tuned. But I would say first step, come come and chat to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to love to hear what your thoughts are if yeah. you liked it. If you violently disagree, I'm sure there's a load of learnings that that yeah. I can take from that too. So uh, yeah, yeah, by all means, reach out. Brilliant. Well, um, thank you so much for for spending the time. Well, I can't even say it. Thank you so much for spending the time with us and coming easy to speak with us. Easy for you to say. Yeah, easy for me to say. So thank you very much. Pleasure to have you with us. Lovely. Thanks, man. Well, there we go. Thanks for listening. Now, I do want to tell you about the new technical storytelling essentials digital course. It's a great way to develop your influencing, your presentation and your communication skills. It's only 97 English pounds or 120 US dollars. I think it's fair to say you need it in your life. Oh, and can you do me a favour? Could you subscribe to the podcast and rate the show? It really helps to spread the word.